ಆಪ್ಯಾಯಂತುಮಾಣಶ್ಚಕ್ಷುಶ್ರೋತ್ರಮಥೋ ಬಲಮಿಂದ್ರಿಯಿ ಚರ್ವಾಣಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮೌಪನಿಷದ ಮಾಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕುರ್ಯಾಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕರೋದಿರಾಕರಣಸ್ತ್ವಕರಣ ಮೇಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿರತೆಯೌಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತೆ ಮೈ ಸಂತು ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಣಾಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯ ನಮಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಂಕರ ಲೋಕಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೌ ಪುನಃ ಪುನಃ ಈಶ್ವರೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನೆ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತೆಯ ನಮಃ ಓಮಿತ್ಯೇತದಕ್ಷರ ಮುದ್ಗೀತಮುಪಾಸಿತ ಓಮಿತ್ಯುದ್ಗಾಯತೆ ತೋಪವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನ ಮಧ್ವಾದಿಷು ಅಸಂಭವಾನಧಿಕಾರ ಜೈಮಿನಿ ಜ್ಯೋತಿಷಿ ಭಾವಾಚರಾಯಣ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಸೈಜ್ ಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಭಾವ ದೇವಾಧಿಕಾರ ಭಾವ ಮನ್ಯತೆ ದಟ್ ದೇವತಾಧಿಕಾರ ಫಿಟ್ನೆಸ್ put put possibility let's put this way devatas and others also have possibility for gaining the knowledge of brahman astihi that even though devatas may not have adhikara <coughs> for performing meditation involving devatas themselves still when it comes to brahma vidya when it comes to knowledge of brahman they definitely have the possibility of gaining that knowledge <coughs> various arguments have been presented <coughs> the last discussion was yadyapi uktam mantraarthavadeho anyarthatvat na devata vigrahadi prakashana samarthyam idi that mantra and arthavadas they don't have swarthe pramanyam meaning that they're not pramana in themselves they become pramana by way of supporting something else some vidhi or some some ritual this arthavada becomes pramanam by way of supporting having the ekavakyata having the same idea or same tatpari as a vidhi 
and mantra becomes a pramanam by way of being a part of a ritual, meaning that they are not pramanam by themselves. So Purupakshi says that whatever they say does not matter. What Anathavada says is not important. What that it supports a viri, that's a stavakam, that it is a stuti, it extols a viri is important. That what the mantra says is not important. But then that a mantra is a part of ritual, that is important. So mantra becomes important not because of what it says, but because it is a part of ritual. Arthavad is not important because of what it says, but because it supports a vidhi. Either it's a stuti or ninda. <coughs> so this is a valid point. So then Bhashyakaratta Brumaha, look, this is what you will say with reference to this view of the contribution of mantra, mantra and arthavada. Pratya pratyayohi sadbhav asadbhavayo karanam. So whether when, when a arthavada says saha arodi the rudra wept or vayurvik shepishtha devata that vayu is a swift deity. So whether vayu is a swift deity or not, what it says is right or not, whether Vayu exists or not, or why the swift deity exists or not, depends on whether this statement is able to create a right cognition in us. Pratyaya apratyayu. Whether this is a secondary statement or a primary statement. Important thing is that if it creates in me a cognition of Vayu, then that much important, that much contribution it has. That means that then Mantra and Arthavada have twofold contributions. One is giving rise to their own meaning and secondly, being secondary to a vidhi or a ritual. <coughs> and thus, important thing is that a statement of Arthavada such as Vairvaik Shepishtha Devata, it becomes meaningful by way of supporting a vidhi, the whole sentence. The whole sentence has a syntactical so, combination with reference to a vidhi. Not individual words of this, but then the whole sentence is gives its own meaning and then gives the tatparya of a vidhi. Vayu Subhava Sankirtanainatu Avantaram Anvayam Pradipadya. So there is a Pradhan Anvaya and Avantar Anvaya. A principle Vakya and a secondary Vakya. <coughs> so this statement suggests Vayurvaik Shepishtha Devata, that the Vayu is a swift deity. Svayu Svabhava Sankirtanena, it only tells us about the Svabhava, the nature of Vayu, that it is a swift deity. <coughs> Avantaram Anvayam Pratipadya, it has its own Anvaya, has its own arrangement of words and its own meaning. Having given rise to that meaning, then evam vishishtadaivatyam idam karmayati vidim stuvanti and then it becomes a stuti of a vidhi. So first this arthavada gives rise to its own meaning and then we ask what is the role of this statement? So kaimarthyam idi kaimarthya vashena. So kimartham idam vakyam. What's the purpose of this vakya? Then we realize that this Vakya has this contribution to make that it is Tavakam, it is a Stuti or an extol, it extols the Vayu Devata 
and that's how it becomes it's the same tatpari as the vidhi vayavyam shvetam alaved bhudi kamana so that's the vidhi and this statement is arthavada of that vidhi this is what we learn afterwards so what do we first learn from the statement vayuravikshepishtha devata first we learn that vayu is swift deity so avantaram anvayam pratipadya so gaining the knowledge of that anvaya the meaning of this vakya then when the question arises what's the role of this vakya then we realize this stuti and then it becomes the avantar vakya becomes the supporting vakya of everything satad yatra sa avantar vakya artha pramantar pramanantar gocharo bhavati bashikar admits that not every arthavada vakya can be taken literally that's how bashikar now because the question was arthavada sarvatra swartha grahanam just because the statement arthavada does it mean that we should take literally what it says not in every case three kinds of arthavada are there sutandyatra sah avantar vakya artha this meaning of the arthavada vakya a vakya of a praise or a censure pramanantar gosaro bhavati it reiterates or restates or reasserts what is already known through the means of knowledge tatra tad anuvadena arthavada pravartate then that arthavada is called anuvada so by way of anuvada by way of reiterating what is already known it becomes arthavada <coughs> the statement known is agnir himasya veshajam that the fire is the antidote of cold which is known already to us and so this is called arthavada i mean anuvada so anuvadena arthavada so it is a arthavada by way of being anuvada yatra pramanantar viruddha tatra gunavadena there are statements so that means that as far as the statement namely why the agnir himasya veshajam agni is a medicine for cold then that does not contribute anything new and therefore it has you take the meaning all right and you realize that this is praising the agni and in some way it must be a part of some vidhi <coughs> but then it's anuvada therefore nothing new is contributed so this statement even though it's a vedic statement does not give any new knowledge doesn't give anadigatam na anadigatam means not known through the means of knowledge that knowledge is not given and therefore it is not pramanam in terms of telling something that we don't know and therefore that cannot give us devata vigraha etc it cannot be vakya giving the body or the form of a devata yatra pramanantar viruddha what arthavada statement says contradicts what is known through the means of knowledge such as aditya yupaha that the sacrificial post is is sun is aditya now we know that it it's not so so it contradicts what is known through the means of knowledge tatra gunavadena then we only take the guna guna means an attribute of yupa an attribute of aditya and therefore this statement is treating as far as the meaning is concerned that only guna or a quality of the yupa is the quality of aditya and therefore that does not tell you that aditya is like a post you know otherwise if we otherwise it would say aditya yupa 
Literally what it means is that the sun is a post. But no, this statement is not, is not taken as revealing the form of sun. It only is taken as revealing a quality of sun, namely brightness. <clears throat> so this statement also cannot be taken as revealing the vigraha or the form of a devata. Yatratu tat ubhayam nasti. The statement where there is no verification by other available means of knowledge. Nor does it contradict what is known through other means of available means of knowledge. Tatrakim pramantara bhavat gunavadaha. Since we have no way of verifying the statement, should we take it as gunavada? Should we take only the attributes in this case? Ahosvida pramanantara avirodhat vidyamanavadahiti. Or because it does not contradict what other pramanas say, there is no way of verifying or contradicting, because we just don't know. In case of statement suggests Saharodid, he wept, Rudra wept. There is no, we, we don't know. There is no way of verifying nor contradicting. In that case, so, Pratiti Sharanahi, Vidyamanavada, Ashraniyaha, it's called Bhutarthavada, or Vidyamanavada, or a statement revealing a fact. So then, when we cannot contradict, nor do we have any way of verifying. If you could verify, it becomes arthavada. If you contradict, it becomes gunavada. In absence of both of them, it becomes bhuta-arthavada. It is a statement of fact. So then, those people, so pratiti sharanai, those people who take refuge into pratiti, meaning those who are devoted to the pratiti or the, the cognition, they must only take this as bhūta-arthavāda, as a statement of fact. Etena mantro vyakhyada. So this is a discussion about the arthavāda vākya. The same criterion applies also to a mantra. Meaning that what the mantra says, if it confirms, it confirms to what we know, it is only anuvāda. It contradicts what we know, it is gunavāda. If it it is, it, we cannot verify either way, it is, it tells us a statement of fact. So when the mantra also talks about a vigraha, of a devata suggests, Vajrahastaf Purandaraha, Indra has a weapon in his hand, a thunderbolt in his hand. Now, there is no perception available of Indra, so we cannot verify it, nor do we have any other means of knowledge to contradict it. Therefore, we take it as a statement of fact that there is a deity called Indra who has a hand in which he wields, wields this thunderbolt. Which the hand can be there, provided Indra has a body, has a form. So this statement reveals that Indra, deity such as Indra, has form. <coughs> Therefore, the Arthavada Vakya is Ubhaya Paratvam. What is Ubhaya Paratvam? That first of all, it gives its own meaning. It's called Avantara Vakya. It's Avantara Vakya. It's a supporting Vakya. Secondary statement. It gives its own meaning. And also, it reveals the Tatparya of a Vidhi. So, therefore, one Vakya, the objection was, one Vakya cannot have two meanings. I mean, you cannot get two messages from one statement. You should get only one message from one statement. Here you seem to get two messages. Arthavada seems to give the message that this Devata has a Vigraha. And also gives a message that it's a stuti of a sudden vidhi. So, that's Ubhaya Paratve. Even though Arthavada seems to have these two Tatparya, 
Still, avantarasasya mahavakyarsatvadvibhava. However, that the devuta, that devuta has a vigraha. He is a statement which supports the vidhi. And therefore, tatparya is one. So, what is called tatparya is said to be the meaning of a vakya. So, tatparya of both the vakyas being one, therefore, there is no problem here. Arthavada gives its meaning and gives tatparya in terms of supporting a vidhi. <coughs> Now we are on the page 272 and the discussion continues. Says Ratna Brahma, Vidhi Anupatyabi Svargavad Devata Vigraha Angikari Haiti. Vidhi Anupatyabi. Even a Vidhi, when there is an injunction that you should perform a certain ceremony. Jyotishtomena Svarga Kamo Yajeta. That one desiring the Svarga should perform Jyotishtoma Yaga. That's a vidhi, typical vidhi. Vidhi Anupatyapi. This vidhi would not be possible. Svargavat Devata Vigraha Angikarya. So, like Svarga. So, when this says Jyotishtomena Svarga Kamo Yajeta. One desire of Svarga should perform Jyotishtoma. Now, where is the proof of Svarga? So this statement, you take it for, uh, take it literally, that there is Svarga. Now, the, later on we'll be told, Yanna Dukkhena Sambhinnam. So there is pleasure available in Svarga, is that unmixed with any kind of pain. And that is this tavakam, that's how Svarga is praised in the Asavada Vakya. And so we accept Svarga. That there is Svarga or heaven and whatever description of heaven is given is just taken on trust, on faith. It's a statement of fact. So similarly also, when the statement says that Indra wills thunderbolt, it's a similar statement. Not only that, but that you are supposed to of make an offering to Indra, let us say, in a given ceremony. And Indra has to be there for you to make an offering. And Indra has to be there as an individual devata, different from Agni. So Indra is one devata, Agni is another devata, Varuna is third devata, and so each must be an individual devata, having their own characteristics. And so, thus, even a vidhi reveals the existence of a devata having its own characteristic. Because there are different ceremonies or different rituals which are in honor of different devatas. Those devatas have to be different from each other and they must have their own individual characteristics. So otherwise you cannot perform, a, if, if devatas have no distinction from each other then you can't perform any ceremony. Thus every vidhi also reveals a devata having its own distinct characteristics. So vidhi anupatyabi as Jnana says, Na kevalam mantradi pramanakam ayodayodarupam vidhi pramanakam api. Even vidhi also becomes a pramana for revealing the individual characteristics of devata. <coughs> so devata vigraha angikarya just as you take swarga based on what the vidhi says, swarga kama. Similarly also you must take devata as an individual devata, an entity having its own characteristics, Apichaya Bhashyakara says, in the second line, 
ಅಪೇಕ್ಷಿತೇಕ್ಷಿತೇಕ್ಷಿತ So Vidhi also take for granted that Indra and other devatas have a form. What do the Vidhis do? Devatyani hamimshi chodayadbhi. Indradi devatyani hamimshi chodayadbhi. These Vidhis which enjoin you to make offerings to the devatas and Indra and others. So Vidhi or the state of injunctions which enjoin you to make offerings to devatas and Indra. So when they say that, they already have in mind that Indra has a form and Indra has a personality. A character or a personality must be there. When it says Indra, that means that Vidhi already assumes that Indra has a personality. So Vidhi Vihi Indra Dhyanam Swarupam Apekshitam. Vidhi also have in mind, they also have an eye upon the individual characters of Indra. When the Vidhi is enjoined, offering making offerings to indra and other devatas says ratna prabha nanu klesha atmage karmani vidhi phalam vena anupannayi bhavatu yanna dukhena sambindam ityadi arthavad siddha svargah vidhi pramanakah svargah vidhi pramanakah so vidhi is the pramanam for svarga so vidhi is the pramanam for svarga that's called svargah vidhi pramanakah <coughs> ननु क्लेशात्मके कर्मणे विधि फलम विना अनुपन्न है एवरी कर्म और एवरी चोल इन्वॉल्व क्लेश इट इन्वॉल्व एक्सर्शन इट इन्वॉल्व समटाइम्स इवन पेन और पुटिंग अ विद लॉर्ड ऑफ इनकन्वीनियंस और डिस्कम्फर्ट एंड हु विल अंडरटेक दिस कैंड ऑफ विधि और दिस कैंड ऑफ रिचुअल्स सो फलम विना अनलेस परफॉर्म्स ऑफ रिचुअल्स गिव्स राइस टू ए सर्टन डिजायरेबल रिजल्ट nobody is going to perform the ritual vedic ritual or no vedic ritual human being wants naturally a reward for whatever he does if vedic ritual also did not give us the result then that then nobody would perform that so phalam vina anupanna even vidhi also become becomes untenable unless the phala or the result is already stated or is promised ಇದು ಭವತು ಎನ್ನ ದುಃಖೇನ ಸಂಭಿನ್ನ ವಡಿ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನ್ ಮಿಕ್ಸ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನ್ ಮಿಕ್ಸ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಎನಿ ಅನ್ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ಇದು ಅರ್ಥವಾದ ಸಿದ್ಧ ಸೊ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಎನ್ನ ದುಃಖೇನ ಸಂಭಿನ್ನ ಸೊ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ನಾಕಂ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಅನ್ ಮಿಕ್ಸ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದುಃಖ ಸೊ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅರ್ಥವಾದ ಪ್ರೇಸಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಹೌ ಅರ್ಥವಾದ ಸಿದ್ಧ ಸ್ವರ್ಗ ವಿಧಿ ಪ್ರಮಾಣಕ and so swarga is something that is established arthavada and vidhi becomes a pramana for that because vidhi says if you want to go to swarga then perform this ritual <coughs> that's all right in case of swarga is okay vigraham vina videhe kaanupatti all right so we can understand that in order for the vidhi to be really be, be meaningful that it must offer you a reward 
But if the vidhi does not say anything about the vigraha or a form of a devata, what's the problem? You know? So in what way is vidhi untenable if the vigraha of devata is not there? Tamaha. So that anupatti is being stated. So what's untenability? Bhashyakara says, nahiti. Nahi. Ruparahita. Sutakepsha. Indra deyascha. No, Indra deyascha. No, no, what is it? Aha. Indra deha. Chetasi. Aropaitum. Shakyante. Nacha. Chetasi. Anarudhayai. Tasyai, tasyai devatayai, havih pradatum shakyate. No, rupa rahita indradraha. If indra and other devatas have no form, chetasi aropayatum na shakyante. It is not possible for us to focus our mind on devatas indra. If indra did not have a form, so we cannot meditate upon devata. So you are supposed to meditate upon Devata or think of that Devata while making an offering, as Vashyakara will say. And therefore, also they also ask you to meditate upon Devatas. So there are many uh, injunction rituals where the karma and the vidya, meaning the ritual and the meditation, both of them go together. So how can you meditate upon Devatas Indra unless Indra had a form? Not just Chetasi. Anarudhai tasse tasse devatai havi pradatam shakyate. If the form of a devata does not come in your mind, or if the thought of the devata is not in your mind, how will you make an offering to that devata? When you say Indra, then if a certain entity is not thought of by you, then how does that havish, how does the oblation go to Indra? Because Indra does not give rise to any kind of cognition. When you see Varuna, also no cognition. If it's Agni, so the thoughts that occurs in your mind, when you say Indra, Varuna, Agni, if those thoughts have no characters at all, then when you offer that oblation, where will it go? So oblation will go to the deity to whom you are offering. But if the word Indra does not create any cognition at all in your mind, if also word Varuna and Agni and other devatas, they do not create specific cognition in your mind, how will you make an offering to that devata? Will you say Krishna Arapanamastu? Then word Krishna must bring about a certain form, some kind of cognition in your mind. Otherwise, so Rama, Yatasmainama, Krishna, Yama. So what Rama, Krishna, they don't create any kind of different cognitions. Then how is that Namaskara will go? So Namaskara will go to which devata? So when you say Rama, Yatasmainama, then so, Vasudevaya Namaha, Namo Narayanaya. Each, each word should create a certain specific cognition in your mind, or a thought in your mind. If it does not, then these become meaningless. And therefore, Nacha Chetasi Anarudhayai Tasse Tasse Devutayai Havihi Pradatam Shakyate. So, unless you are able to meditate upon or think of that Devata in your mind, it is not possible to make an oblation or offering to a Devata. <coughs> That's what Ratnavarva says, Uddhishya Tyaga Anupatya. 
चेतसी आरोह अंगीकारी है फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल दट उद्दिश्य त्याग अनुपत्य सो देवताय उद्दिश्य त्याग है सो द्रव्य त्याग है याग है सो वट इज मैन बाय याग इज एज अवर भावधिकारा से धियर देवताम उद्दिश्य और इवन रत्नायन सेज इन द लाइन लास्ट बिफोर वन देवताम उद्दिश्य हविरम ऋष्य तदीय स्वत्व त्यागात्मक देवताम उद्दिश्य कीपिंग अ देवता इन योर माइंड हवि अवमृश्य दिन यू टेक द हवे इन योर हैंड्स यू नो देन तदीय स्वत्व त्यागात्मक एंड इट इज फॉर दैट देवता दैट यू आर ऑफरिंग ए द्रव्य और अ मटेरियल सो दिस इज कॉल याग एंड सो फॉर यू डू ऑफर दिस मटेरियल और द्रव्य कीपिंग इन माइंड ए सडन देवता दैट देवता मस्ट बी इन योर माइंड उद्देश्य सो उद्देश्य त्याग अनुपत्या इफ दिट वॉज जस्ट ए त्याग सी द्रव्य त्याग याग इफ दिस वॉज अ डेफिनेशन ऑफ याग दैट यू इज मेक एन ऑफरिंग ऑफ द्रव्य देन इट डजेंट मैटर बट देवता देवता उद्देश्य सो कीपिंग देवता इन माइंड यू आर सपोज टू ऑफर एंड सो यू कैनॉट कीप ए देवता इन माइंड इनलेस दैट इज द थॉट ऑफ द देवता इन योर माइंड योर माइंड इज एक्चुअली ऑफ द फॉर्म दैट देवता सो उद्देश्य त्याग अनुपत्या चेतसी आरोह अंगीकार्य है सो बिफोर मेकिंग एन ऑफरिंग इन योर माइंड द थॉट ऑफ द देवता मस्ट बी देर देर लोन दर ऑब्लेशन बिकम्स मीनिंगफुल सो यस हा दैट कम्स लेट नेक्स्ट वन हि न केवल यागदेहालोचना चेतसी देवतारोह किूयमाणत्वाच सो वेन यू अंडरस्टैंड द नेचर ऑफ याग वॉट अ याग इन्वॉल्व देन इट बिकम्स क्लियर दैट इन योर माइंड द थॉट ऑफ देवता मस्ट बी दैट नंबर वन नॉट ओनली एट श्रुति ऑल्सो स्टेट स्पेसिफिकली सेज दैट किंतु शूयमाणत्वाच ऑल्सो बिकॉज दिस इज वॉट द श्रुति सेज भाष्यकार सेज श्रावती चेदेवताय हविर्गृहत लैडल so for whatever keeping whatever devata in mind you have taken up this oblation tam dhyayet vashat karishyam so you should vashat so while saying vashat you must meditate on devata to whom this offering is to be made so even this statement also says that tam dhyayet you must meditate upon devata so number 1 when you look upon what yaga means yaga means that offering with material keeping a certain devata in mind that means that the devata must be thought of and secondly the shruti also says in so many words that you must think of the devata while you take up that material and offer to the devata <coughs> says nyayanirna vidhi apekshaya mantra adibya devata adi vigraha adi grahyam as far as vidhi is concerned 
the information of Vigraha comes from the mantra, because mantras describe the devatas, you know. And so a hota will recite those mantras, which describe the devatas, it invokes the mantra, devata. And then the Samaveda, that is the, uh, the Udgada, he praises that devata. And Advaryu, he makes an offering there. This is how the division of the duties is. <coughs> Here it says, Vidhi apekshayam mantra divya devatadi vigrahadi grahyam. Alright. If Vidhi expects that you must, that devata must have vigraha. If Vidhi expects that devata should have vigraha, then of course we accept the vigraha or body of a devata. So the apekshayavanasti, but just an argument that Vidhi doesn't have an expectation, Vidhi doesn't require that devata should have vigraha for you to perform a yaga. Shabda rupasseva devatva devatatvat. This is what the Mimamsaka says. Devata does not have a form. Devata, what is Devata? Shabdatmaka, Shabdatmika devata. Devata merely is the nature of Shabda. So Shabda rupasseva devatatvat. So Indra, that's the word. That's Devata. Nothing more than that. Or why is the word? That's a Devata. Nothing more than that. Shabda rupasseva devatatvat. इसलिए आप जब देवता का अनु आवाहन करते हैं तो शब्द से ही देवता वहां प्रकट हो जाते हैं शब्द रूप में प्रकट हो जाते हैं यू डोंट रिक्वायर एनी मोर देन शब्द तस्यचे मानांतर सिद्धत्वात एंड दिस फैक्ट आल्सो इज एस्टैब्लिश्ड बाय अदर प्रमाण व्हाट आर दैट मानांतर इज तत्राह सो देयर भाष्यकार सेस और एज रत्नप्रभा सेस नसे no, before that, ha. Kincha suprasanna vigraha devata, no, kincha, ha. Atasche, ataha, chetasi, arohartam vigraha eshtavya. And so, if vigraha has to be, has to be accepted, then only you can think of that devata. Kincha, karma prakarana patha vigraha, vigraha pramiti, prayajvat karmaangatvan angikarya. Kincha karma prakarana pathad. Because this mantra is read in the same prakarana, in the same context as the karma. Therefore, vigraha pramitihi. Or, you know, therefore, the vigraha, the vidhi also is in the same section as karma. Therefore, the vidhi, that's how you know the vidhi. <coughs> so, vigraha pramitihi. Prayayavat karmaangatvin angikarya. Just as prayaya, if you understand, look at this. Sedra, nine, darsapurna masa adhikara pathat, prayajadi anusthanar eva apurva siddhi. Because you said earlier, there is this yaga called darsapurna masa, that's the main yaga, and this prayajadi, the secondary yaga, is described in the same section as the darsapurna masa. Therefore, you conclude that prayajadi is an anga or a part of darsapurna masa. Therefore, Prayajadi Anusthanadeva Purvasiddhi. Therefore, the Darshapurna Masa will give rise to the result only when you perform the Prayaja Yaga, otherwise it will not. How do you arrive at this conclusion? Because Prayaja is described in the same context as Darshapurna Masa. Therefore, you conclude that Prayaja is a part of Darshapurna Masa. And the part must be performed, then only the whole can give rise to the result. Tatha, similarly, Autsargika, Pratidikarya, Arthavada, Pramita, Devata, Pramitimataha, Yagad, Apurasiddhi, Avishesha, Dityartha. 
and so also, just as Yaga will give the Apurva only when you perform the part of the Yaga, so also Yaga will give Apurva only when the Devata Vigraha is accepted. says, Autsaragika Pratidikari Arthavada Pramita Arthavada Pramita Devata. So Devata that you understand from Arthavada, like Saharodhi or Vairovik Shepishtha Devata. So Devata Pramiti Mataha Yaga. A Yaga that involves the Pramiti or understanding or knowledge of that Devata, which knowledge you gain from Arthavada. Tasmadeva Apurva Siddhi. Apurva Siddhi. That Yaga alone will give the Apurva. When that Yaga is performed, keeping in mind that Vigraha of Devata. Because Arthavada is, a, is in the same section as the Vidhi. And therefore, Vidhi will be able to be complete only when what is taken in, what is involved in Arthavada also is a part of it. And Arthavada talks about the Vigraha, therefore Vidhi also will become fruitful only when the Vigraha of Devata is taken into account. <coughs> So that's what Ratnabrahma said, Kincha karma prakarana pahad vigraha pramitihi. Because Arthavada is part of that karma prakaranam, therefore Arthavada gives us a vigraha and prayava karma. Therefore, vigraha pramitihi. The knowledge of vigraha must be taken as part of yaga. Just as prayada also is taken as part of darsha purnamasa, since Arthavada is read in the context of karma, therefore, and Arthavada gives the Pramitya knowledge of the Devata Vigraha, therefore, knowledge of the Devata Vigraha must be taken as, as a part of Yaga. Tam vina karma puru asiddhe. So, if you perform a Yaga without the knowledge of the Devata, that karma will not give rise to the result. If you perform the puja of Lord Krishna without any knowledge of Krishna, or without any thought of Krishna, then that, you know, does not give to, give you a nice result. Similarly, when you perform a yaga, making offering certain devata, if there is no knowledge of the devata at all, then that yaga does not become fruitful. How, where does the knowledge come from? Comes from Arthavada. Who the devata is, what the characteristics are, all describe Arthavada. Therefore, that knowledge also is a requirement for performance of yaga. Just as performing prayaja is a requirement for performing Darsha Purnamasa, so also knowledge of Devata also is a requirement for performing Yaga. Just as knowledge of any Devata is required for performing ritual pertaining to that Devata. <coughs> Kincha Suprasanna Vigrahavad Devatam Chaktva Shabda Matram Devatayadi Bhakti Ayukta And then Bhakti must be there, Bhava must be there. So when you make an offering, it's not just throwing, you know. That's some people just take the flower and throw them. That's not the way. I mean, it's done with devotion. So when you're devoted to somebody, you can you don't throw like that. Some people do that, you know. That means they are not connected at all. The mind is not at all connected to what they are doing. They're just doing something because they're told to do, or because Brahmana says you do this, so they do that. But in the mind, there is no connection at all. There is no connection with Devata. So, unless there is a connection, so what is purpose of ritual, the purpose of a homa, is to please that devata. Because devata, prasannata, so that devata is pleased with one of the characters of devata. And devata the Vaishwarya, they also have powers. And they also give rise to phala. So, when will they give rise to phala? When they are pleased? When will they be pleased? When you make an offering to them. 
But in your mind, if there is no thought of the Devata at all, then how is that offering going to please Devata if it doesn't reach him? Even if somebody serves you food also without any bhava, you know, and they, you know I, I don't know to eat, I don't want it, I'm not hungry. People say that, you know, but they feel that this is being offered without any bhava. This is what they feel. So how the Devata is going to accept it? When you offer something, you know, to Devata, he says, I don't want it. Even if it goes in his plate, he won't eat it, you know. So Devata will not take it. Even if it is throw it in the fire, he won't take it. So that is how, that is bhakti ayukta. So without bhakti, when you do something, and how can there be bhakti if the thought of Devata is not in your mind? How can thought be there unless Devata is a vigraha? And so, if you say word, Devata is a word, so, that word doesn't create any bhakti also. That so prasanna, so prasanna vigrahavad devata. So when does bhakti arise in your mind? When you think of form the devata, which is pleasing form. So the form pleases you. And then it creates in your devotion. So pleasing the form is there. The form also the devata can, has these powers. Also has the, uh, the, the compassion towards you. When you know all of these, then bhakti arises. And this kind of bhakti cannot be created by merely word. It can be created by form. So form is so important. I don't know what kind of things these Christians and Muslims think, you know, that when they don't accept form the devata, how can you think of devata? Still, it is not clear to me anyway. So some devata, without any forms, how do you, how do you pray to him? In which direction will you pray, pray you know? And who will you pray? What thought will you have in your mind when you are performing prayers? It is absolutely stupid, you know, to say. But this is only rigidity to say, you shall not worship the gods with form, you know. Because it says, therefore they dismiss the form. That's their pramana vakya for dismissing form. How these fellows, millions of people, they worship, they all do all kinds of five times a day. Where do they do? What's in their mind? So whether you say don't worship, they will worship anywhere. They will have some concept of devata. Without a concept of devata, there is no way that you can perform any prayer. <coughs> so then, uh, concepts are there. They don't accept form. They accept all attributes. Says so we accept 99 f- the names of devata. 99, you know. And so he is Ram and he is Rahim and this and that. So this is all. So he is very uh, compassionate and he is this and that. So now how do you think of compassionate? Compassion is not just a word. Compassion, you know, also should have a corresponding uh, feeling, you know, with the word. A word does not simply rest there, it also has to create a feeling in your mind. And so, Shabda Matram Devata Yadi Bhakti Anupayukta. With that way, there cannot be Bhakti. So, Vashyakara says on page 273, Nacha Shabda Matram Arthasvarupam Sambhavati Shabdarthayoho Bhedat Nacha Shabda Matram Arthasvarupam What they say, you know? When they say that Devata or a God or Deity is no more than the word, that means that word is the meaning of the word. Means Indra, that sound itself is meaning of the word, there is no meaning other than the word, you know. The Shabda Matram Arthasvarupam Sambhavati. When you say Devata only consists of a word, that means that that word has no meaning other than the word. 
That means the devata is merely the word and not the meaning of the word. But that is not possible. Shabdaarthayo bhedat. You cannot say shabda is the meaning of the shabda. The artha is always different from the shabda. When you say the word pot, then pot is a word and this is the artha. Meaning, this is the meaning of that word pot. So word and the meaning have to be different. They are inseparable is one thing, but they are different entities. So when you say Indra is a word, and then deity Indra is the meaning of that word. So no, word is the meaning of the word. You know, that cannot be because word and meaning have to be separate. So word Indra and the meaning of what that word conveys have to be separate. Sabdaasayo <coughs> bhedat. Ataha sab shabdasya artha kankshayam. Shabda always is an akanksha. When a word is uttered, there is always an expectancy, expectant, expectation of what's the meaning. A word always is an expectancy of the meaning. Without meaning, a word cannot be. There cannot be a meaningless word. Gagabhungang also has to have some meaning. Even though our Swamiji likes to use the word Gagabhungang. But a word is there. It has to create some kind of an effect in your mind. Something strange. I don't understand. You know, whatever. But some meaning has, some feeling has to be created in your mind. A word will create some feeling. I don't understand this. I don't know what it is. I never heard of it. I think it is stupid. I think it is meaning something. A word has to create a feeling in your mind. And otherwise, that's why a word cannot just stop at sound. It has to create a feeling. Ataha, and that feeling is a meaning, you know. So, Shabdasya Arth Akankshayam. A word always has an expectation of a meaning. Mantradi Pramidi Vigraho Angikarya Therefore, Mantradi Pramita Vigraha. Vigraha or the form which is Pramita, which is known from a mantra, has to be accepted. Because without a form, a word, the word cannot be without a form. So, word and form has to be, both have to correspond to each other. <coughs> Ityaha, that's what Bhashyakara says, Tatra iti. Tatra Yadrusham Mantra Arthavada Yoho Indra Dinam Swarupam Avagatam Natada Tadrusham Shabda Pramana Kena Pratyakhyatum Yuktam Tatra Yadusham Sarupam Indradhyanam Yadusham Sarupam Mantra Arthavadeho Avagatam Tatra, so when it comes to this word and the meaning, Yadusham Sarupam Indradhyanam, whatever form of Indra and other devatas Avagatam is known, Mantra Arthavadeho, in Mantra and Arthavada, whatever form of Indra and any other deity is known, Natatadusham Sabda Pramanakana Pratyakhatam Yuktam Sabda Pramanakena is, is, is the uh, word that describes a person. Sabda Pramanakaha. So, one for whom the Shabda is a Pramana. So, one who looks upon the Shabda meaning the Vedic statement is Pramana, that person cannot dismiss it. So, when the Arthavada says that Rudra wept or why is a swift deity, you cannot dismiss 
The swiftness, the vayu is, so word vayu does not stop there. What's the meaning? Swift deity. So even though this, this Arthavada say that vayu is a swift deity, you know, he says, no, I don't accept that. I just say vayu means vayu. No swiftness, nothing there. Shabda pramanakena. Those people who accept Shabda or the statement of Veda as Pramanam, they cannot dismiss the meaning of this, what the, what the Arthavada provides in terms of the information or characteristics of a Devata. See, Nyaya Nirana, interesting here, before that. Nanu tathapi Devata Rupa Jnana Uddesha Upapekshate. Alright. When you say that, Without the jnana, without the thought of devata, how can you make an offering? He says, okay. So let us say that the word has a meaning, okay? So word indra also has a meaning. Tathabi devata rupa jnanam uddesha apekshate. So therefore knowledge of the devata is expected when you make an offering to devata. Natu tad rupa sattvam. That doesn't mean that the rupa has to be there. So just an argument here. That even if Arthavada says, you know, even if mantra or word has a meaning, so you must know the meaning of the word Indra, which is given by Arthavada or mantra. And keeping that meaning in mind, you make an offering, then it reaches that Devata. But then it doesn't mean that the Devata has to have that form. Even though the statement describes it, it doesn't mean that, na tadrupa sattvam yogad. So, you can, so, it may not be reality. Even though this says Vajrahastha Purandaraha, that Indra has this thunderbolt in his hand, that need not be so. All it means is that while you make an offering to Indra, think of that form, superimpose the idea of that form upon that word Indra, that's all. But then, that Indra actually need not be there. Says here, Yoshidagnivata. Just as upon Yoshid or woman, you superimpose the idea of a fire in one of these meditations. So also while performing the, making the offering, just meditate, superimpose the idea of Vajra Hasta, and that there need not be real in Indra having Vajra, having Vajra in his hand. How about that? That is where Bhastakar said. So whatever form a mantra or Arthavada describes, you cannot dismiss it by saying that it is just an imagination, because you accept Shabda as a Pramanam. <coughs> Unless it says that you superimpose this idea. Unless it's a meditation where you ask to superimpose an idea, then it's okay. Otherwise, you have to take it as I am mean, literally. Drushtasya asati bhadake namithyatvam. If what, when it says vajrastaf purandara, the purandara has a vajra in his hand, if there is some pramana which says that this is wrong, then you need not take it literally, but there is nothing to contradict that. Nothing to verify, nothing to contradict. In that case, you have to take that statement literally. Because then it becomes Bhuta-Arthavada, becomes a statement of fact. So, drishtasya asati bhatake. So, what is seen, if something is not, there is no uh, contradiction to that, na mithyatun then, so even what you see, for you see a snake, it is no bhataka. If the thing that negates the snake, then take it as real. Only if there is knowledge of your flashlight, upon flashlight, if you see the rope there, then that snake is negated as mithya. But when you show the flashlight and it's still snake, then take that snake as real. Because, drushtasya asadi bhadake. What you see, when it is not contradicted, you cannot take it as mithya. Not every snake is mithya. <coughs> 
एवं मंत्रार्थवाद मूलकम इतिहासादिकम सुदस भाष्यकारा बाय दिस डिस्कशन इज एस्टाब्लिश द प्रामाण्यम द वैलिडिटी ऑफ मंत्रार्थवाद मीन इन व्हाट सेंस दैट व्हाट मंत्रार्थवाद सेज एज लॉन्ग एज इट डज नॉट कॉन्ट्रडिक्ट द नोन एंड व्हाट इज नोन टू यू सो लॉन्ग इट सेज द स्टेटमेंट ऑफ फैक्ट एंड यू मस्ट एक्सेप्ट लिटरली व्हाट इट सेज विद इज नो वे टू कॉन्ट्रडिक्ट व्हेन समबडी स्वामी डू यू बिलीव इन स्वर्ग इज समथिंग लाइक दैट यू नो no swarga is only described in arthavada and vidhi there is no way for me to know that there is swarga because it can be perceived nor do we have any means of knowledge to dismiss it then we say it's a statement of fact so we say we accept it because the vedas say so that's all do accept naraka because they say because we have no way of dismissing it also unless somebody says no no i have seen swarga and i also know everything so there is no swarga and naraka you know If I would accept that statement, anyway, as pravaram. So no, no, I have gone to all the world. I am returning from there. Anyway, but the thing is, there is no way to contradict. Therefore, we have to accept those statements. Do what you want to do with it. Whether you give importance to Swarga and Naraka is a different. You know, is is up to you. Whether we accept Swarga and take that into account in our day-to-day life is our thing. And Naraka. so to that satisfaction for that satisfaction then we say that okay at least this is sure that punya karma give rise to happiness and papa karma give rise to pain that has to be accepted so swarga is a place is accepted or not but then it's a place where you get all happiness or pleasure which is result of punya naraka is where you get all kinds of pain result of papa so this has to be accepted So even if you don't accept naraka, don't think you can get away from the consequences of doing a papa karma. You know, by not accepting swarga, if you feel comfortable that there is no nar, I mean, no naraka. So Swami, there is no naraka. I don't accept it. That does not give you license to do what you want, because a papa karma will give rise to pain. <clears throat> anyway, that's how we ex- explain to them. Eva mantra arthavada mulakam so mantra arthavada is accepted as pramanam. in terms of bhutarthavada in terms of in the same accepting that they tell you they give you the state they make the statements of fact <coughs> then this itihasa purana are all based on mantra arthavada so itihasa purana itihasa all anecdotes purana all mythologies so anecdotes and mythologies also have their source in mantra and arthavada <coughs> सो मंत्रार्थवाद मूलकम इतिहासादिकम आदि मीन्स पुराण सो इतिहास पुराण विच हैव दर सोर्स इन मंत्रार्थवाद सो दे ऑल्सो बिकम प्रमाणम दम मंत्रार्थवाद ऑल्सो आर प्रमाणम विथ रेफरेंस टू विग्रह ऑफ द देवता देन इतिहास पुराण विच हैव द सोर्स इन मंत्रार्थवाद ऑल्सो बिकम प्रमाणम एज फार एज विग्रह ऑफ द देवता इज कंसर्न मंत्रार्थवादवते देवता देवता विग्रहादि साधयितुम देवता विग्रहादि साधयितुम 
इतिहास पुराना अभी एंड इतिहास हिस्ट्री पुराना इज ऑल माइथोलॉजी हिस्ट्री मीन अनेक डॉट्स है सो यू हैव टू एक्सेप्ट दैट रामायण महाभारत और हिस्ट्रीज दैट दे आर बेस्ड ऑन ऑल दी अनेक डॉट्स और ऑल दी किम बदमतीज यू नो इज ऑल दीज अनेक डॉट्स आर गोइंग ऑन एंड देन दोएट टेक्स इज ओन लाइसेंस एंड देन डिस्क्राइब इट बट दी बेसिक फ्रेमवर्क इज दैर इनके रामायण और महाभारत एक्सेप्ट दी बेसिक फ्रेमवर्क दैट दिस मेन इवेंट्स हैपन वेन तुलसीदाजी देर बिलियंस एंड बिलियंस ऑफ मंकीज यू नो देन विदर दैट दैट पर्टिकुलर नंबर इज एक्सटेन लिटरली नॉट बट दैट देर वॉज ए दैट रामा वॉज देर दैट ही एट दिस आर्मी ऑफ द मंकीज एक्सेट्रा एंड देन दे अटैक्ट रावणा दे कॉन्गर दिस हेज टू बी एक्सेप्टेड बिकॉज दिस इज द इतिहास दैट इज हिस्ट्री ऑफ द एनेक डॉट दैट पार्ट हेज टू बी एक्सेप्टेड the details may not be accepted whether 100 yojana is there or 5 yojanas are there or what it is maybe all right you know so in order to create a new you know uh, a certain feeling a certain reverence a certain uh, spirit things are described in a certain way but then basic framework has to be accepted you know <clears throat> so that's so then then rama is there that has to be accepted from ramayana and rama is certain form is to be accepted from ramayana and that sense itihas as ramayana becomes also a pramanam for describing vigraha of rama or krishna and others <clears throat> so itihasa purana api vyakhyatena margana in the manner in which we have described or discussed you know explained how mantra arthavada explain how they become pramana for vigraha of devata in the same way also itihasa also masambhavata therefore itihasa and purana also have the possibility that these devatas are there mantra artha moolavat moolatvat prabhavati devata vigrahadi sadaitum therefore itihasa purana also are able to establish the vigraha of the form of devatas In the same manner that the mantra and arthavadas are able to do, <coughs> so samvat pramanatvena samvat ityartha. So vyakhyatena margana pramanatvena samvat. In why in the manner in which we explain the mantra and arthavada, ityada also become pramana as far as the vigraha of the devata is concerned, and that's how they also are capable of establishing the establishing. the form of the devatas <clears throat> vyasadinam yoginam devatadi pratyaksham api itihasadehe moolam so itihasa such as mahabharata has its source not only in mantra arthavada but this is what veda vyasa saw so vyasadinam yoginam so vyasa and this sage is a great yogis devatadi pratyaksham so yogis such as vyasa are able to actually realize they have darshana of shri krishna and therefore in their mind they see the whole thing like like they talk about for example surdas you know so actually he has no eyes and still he describes very vividly the uh, the leelas of lord krishna how does he do that he sees that in his mind so meaning that he what he says is what he sees and that is how he becomes pramana so this great bhaktas of the lord 
whatever they were saying, however, whatever descriptions they have given, that being a pramanam because they see it. Because of the powers of yoga, the powers of devotion in this case, therefore they see it. And that's how they become pramanam. So Vaishnavas will take the Ashta Sakhas are there. And so the, uh, I mean, Vallabhacharya had these eight disciples, or eight friends, whatever you call them. So in Surdas and others also. So whatever they say also become pramanam. In terms of describing the Leelas or the sports of Lord Krishna. Because they are Bhaktadusi. They don't just write. They don't think. And they don't, you know, they see and write. They don't think and write. They see and write. That means that it is not Paurushayam. This becomes a Paurushayam. If they thought about it and wrote, then this, this uh, composition will become Paurushayam, becomes the figment of imagination of a mind. But here, they see and then describe. Like the Rushis also. They see and tell the mantra. Otherwise, all mantras also become Paurusha because they have actually come out from the Rushis. But no, mantra drashtaraha. They see this mantra and then they utter. That is how the mantras become a Paurusha. Even though Purusha becomes a gateway of manifesting those mantras. That is how all the puja, everything becomes pramanam. Whatever the acharyas have given us. They have given us different forms of devatas such as Ganapati and Hanuman, whatever. And different rituals are given. All of these are described in the tantra. In those respective tantras are described. The devotees take them as pramanam. So Narada Pancharatra, whatever that describes is pramanam for the Vaishnavas. And so, because it comes from the acharyas who see those things. <coughs> It is not that someday Narada decided, all right, this fellow deserves this, this fellow must do this, and you know, it is not his decision. It just emerged from him. So this is our, they all, Pramana is a matter of faith anyway. Whether a given thing is means, Shabda is a Pramana is a matter of faith always. So even in the day-to-day life also, we accept the, the testimony of a trustworthy person is a Pramana. But the trustworthy is a trust anyway. Somebody dismisses that. He says, I don't accept it. That defendant doesn't accept anything. This fellow presents all kind of evidence. That fellow doesn't accept anything. So, but then, Shabda becomes Pramanam when it's a testimony of a trustworthy, knowledgeable person. Whether you say Puram, Veda is Pramanam or Quran is Pramanam or whatever is Pramanam is a matter of the trust. Nothing else. Nobody can prove it. Nobody can prove that Ishwara actually came in this mind and he sees, he's speaking through this Rishi. It's a matter of faith. That Lord Krishna is speaking through this, this devotee. Matter of faith. And so everybody has that faith, you know, and therefore all right. You can't, if you accept Veda as Praman, you would accept Quran also as Praman. Because they say it is our, our God's word. You cannot disprove it also. Then it becomes a Bhutarthavada, you know. You know, you have no, you have no means of either verifying it, nor dismissing it. Although it doesn't, lot of things doesn't make sense, so you can dismiss it that way. Lot of things are stated are so ridiculous, and so out of this, uh, you know, it's totally against the reason, that you have reason to dismiss them. Because Anumana Praman, you know, contradicts them. Reasoning contradicts. So then, if what a scripture says contradicts the reasoning, then you have to think about it. That's what Swami says. We have no problem in accepting any scripture as pramanam as long as they do not militate against reasoning. But when it militates against reasoning, you say that God is in heaven 
and still God is formless, is all-pervading. Doesn't make sense. No, no, Swami, heaven doesn't mean a place, it means your heart. Then say that. Then they're all lakshanavrutis. Then don't say that you'll go to heaven. Now when you promise your devotees that do this and you'll go to heaven, so you are taking heaven as literally saying, you know, there's a paradise and describe paradise and there are 72 these women and this is what you'll get by blowing up somebody and things like that, you know. So that means they take this paradise as an entity, as a place, having description and God being there. And then also we say that God is formless and is all pervading. Now see, these things don't make sense. <clears throat> that means that what is said is contradicted by pramanam, by reasoning. Then we question it. And so uh, only that which cannot be contradicted by reasoning. That's the only pramana we have. Perception is now because of all nitya paroksha. Swarga is nitya paroksha, meaning always paroksha. As long as you are in this body, you can never verify, you can never see Swarga. <coughs> so this is important. These are all Bhūtārthavāda. Whatever scriptures talk about, what is the pramāna? When it's Bhūtārthavāda, the statement of fact. It neither restate what is already known, nor does it contradict what is known or what can be known through reasoning or through any scientific research. Suppose this earth is flat, you know, that's what the scripture says. And by science research, I mean, you find out it is not flat, it's round. Then you can't take the statement as pramana. So, no, no, this, this is wrong, science is wrong. And still people say that man never went to moon. Because description of moon does not match the description of moon in Bhagavatam or places like that, you know, where Chandraloka is described. When this, the Puranas describe Chandraloka, and it doesn't match. So what is wrong? Then you would accept, dismiss either them or dismiss this. Now you can't dismiss your Purana or, or your Pramana, then you dismiss scientists. So even scientists also say that this is all made up. Because America actually had made a promise that before the end of this decade, we are going to put man on the moon. And so in 1968 or 69, coming the end of the decade, you know. And so they all created. I said, what do you mean? The whole world is stupid or what? You know, the whole scientific community is stupid? That, that this is all a made up picture? There is no way of verifying. All kind of radio waves are there. All kind of, the whole world is monitoring what you are doing. It's not only Americans and Indians are watching. Indians can be fooled, you know. The whole world is watching. But that was only dismissed for whatever reason, you know. And so, but what cannot be contradicted by Pramana? And what cannot, you can't go and see that also. Therefore, you have to take it as a statement of fact. <clears throat> that is how, and here the argument is that, Ityas and Purana have their source in Mantra, Arthavada. They also have their source in the realization of the sages. Because sages see that. <coughs> now, you can contradict it. Then the argument will be there. So, Vyasadhinam, Yoginam, Devatadi, Pratyakshanapi, Itaha, Sadehi, Mulamityaha. So, therefore, yogis such as Vyasa, all of them, so whatever they have seen, that, that forms a part of that becomes the base of Ityasa Purana. So, Pratyakshayati Bhashyakara says, Pratyakshadi Moolamapi Sambhavati Ityasa Purana also can have their Moola or source in Pratyakshan. <coughs> Pratyakshan means what? The direct perception. You know, Pratyakshan doesn't mean seeing with eyes, but direct perception of Vyasa and others. So, they see with their eyes. <coughs> 
Bhashyakara continues. So, so there is an argument. Nanu natattasya mulam nahi devadivisham asmadina asmadadina amasti pratyaksham. How do you say that? Uh, what the Vyasa, what Vyasa described in Mahabharata is seen by him, we don't see that. We don't see Pandavas and Kauravas and things. How do you, how does he see them? To that Bhashyakara says, Bhavati he asmakam apratyakshamapi chirantananam pratyaksham Bhavati he it's quite possible that asmakam apratyakshamapi what cannot be visualized, what cannot be seen by us so what cannot be seen by us through our own sense organs Tadapi chirantananam pratyaksham that can be seen by people who have special powers. They can see. I mean, even scientists also see many more things than we see actually. With the kind of instrument that they have, they see much more than we see. Even if you have a very powerful telescope, you can see in the sky many things that you, are, you can't see with your bare eyes. And so in Saptarshi, to see that Arundhati star, you require some kind of binoculars or some telescope is required. Without that, you can't see. That is, I can't see you. So just because you cannot see doesn't mean people with special powers also cannot see. So then a scientist is a person with special powers. He has all kinds of telescopes, all kinds of microscopes he has. All these nuclear microscopes are there with which all kinds of things they see. And so just because a person, an ordinary person cannot see something with the means of perception available to that doesn't mean that people having special powers cannot see. <coughs> So, bhavati asmagam apratyakshanavi chirantananam. So, Vyasa also is one of the chirantana, he is one of the chiranjivis. So, he, uh, he is immortal. So, for the immortal people, bhavati pratyaksham, it can be perceived by them. <coughs> Vyasa adhyanam tadvisham pratyakshanavi yatra manamaha tathasa. So, Vashyakara says that this is the pramanam for that. Tathacha Vyasa Deha Devadibhi Pratyaksham Vyavaharanti Itismariyate Furthermore, this is what you find, find description in Puranas, in Smrutis, and Ityasas. What? Vyasa Deha Vyasa and other sages Devadibhi Pratyaksham Vyavaharanti they have direct contact with devatas. So directly interact with devatas. This is what we find. Many sages directly interact with devatas. So when Kunti says something and I think of devata, devata comes right there. That's what we hear. You can't dismiss all of this, you know. That means that there are some special powers by which you can visualize devatas also. And sage uh, Durvasa, who gave the mantra to Kunti about different devatas, he must have visualized them, you know. So he must have actually um, seen them. It is his power, that is the power of the mantra, and that's how Kunti was able to invoke those devatas. And so, these Vrutis become pramanam in establishing that Vyasa and other sages actually had contact or, or interaction with devatas. And therefore, what Vyasa and others say with reference to devata vigra has to be also taken as pramanam. <coughs> Okay, so we'll continue.
పూర్ణమద పూర్ణమిదం పూర్ణాత్ పూర్ణముదచ్యతే పూర్ణస్య పూర్ణమాధాయ పూర్ణమేవశిష్యతే శాంతి 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 శంకరం శంకరాచార్యం కేశవం బాదరాయణం సూత్రభాష్యకృత వందే భగవంతౌ పునః పునః ఈశ్వరో గురురాత్మేది మూర్తిభేద విభాగినే వ్యోమవ్యాప్తేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్తాంతిశాంతిశాంతి హరి ఓ శ్రీగురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓ